0: I've had it with them, I've had it with you, I've had it with all this. I want room service! I want the club sandwich, I want the cold Mexican beer, I want a $10,000 a night hooker! I want my shirts laundered, like they do at the Imperial Hotel in Tokyo.
1: Well, welcome back, everybody, to Take Me to Your Reader, discussing adapted science fiction at its best and worst. I'm low-tech Seth. I'm Jay bone And I'm Pharma Colin. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, can't pull it off. Uh, And this time we are hitting our very first William Gibson, namely Johnny Mnemonic, which is a short story from... 1981. 1981. And was a sci-fi original movie. From 1995. From 1995. (laughs) What?! No, it was not a sci-fi original <laughs> movie. It uh, has all the production value and acting of a sci-fi original movie, well, but <laughs> it was a major theatrical release, and we're going to talk about it. Good. Yes. Uh, mnemonic is pronounced various ways. <laughs> I learned through intensive study this week that if I insist that it's mnemonic or mnemonic instead of pneumonic, then my wife gets angry at me. So um, we accept all pronunciations,
2: sweetie. I happen to agree with your wife's pronunciation, having mispronounced it or correctly pronounced it that way most of my life. Right. Anywho, uh, let's talk about the story. What is the story? Oh, wait, wait. wait. Previous history
1: with Johnny Mnemonic.
2: Oh, that that was definitely a TBS special for me.
1: Watching the movie? Yeah. Okay.
0: Really? What about you? I mean, I saw it back in the day, um, and I
1: don't remember being a huge fan of it, and I don't know that I've seen it since then, until... Now, similar with me, and I don't remember where I first saw it. I know I did not see yeah. it in the theater. So this was not very long after Speed, right? So this was during the kind of initial post-Bill and Ted right. uh, Keanu Reeves trying to become a more serious actor. And somehow movie? after this one, he still <laughs> did become <laughs> a
0: respected person, I guess. So I'm with you. I'm trying to remember the circumstances of me seeing this movie, and I can't. Yeah. I think because I really only saw it probably once, and then mm-hmm. like, huh, oh well.
1: <laughs> yep. What about the story? Had you read it before, Colin? No, I hadn't. No? And you? I didn't even know it was adapted until you guys told me like a month ago. <laughs> ah, okay. What about uh, other history with William Gibson? Any for you, James? I don't think so. Colin? Uh, I read the big three. Which are?
2: Neuromancer, and the other two titles that I can't remember. Cryptonomicon? No.
1: That's Stevenson. That's negative. Oh, uh, Mona Lisa Overdrive, yeah. and... Uh,
2: the one in the middle. Count zero. Count, Count zero. zero. Yes,
1: we pieced it together. We we, we reassembled <laughs> the data from the fragmented images. Yes, <laughs> just given the password, right? Yes, yes. Um, I I've only read a little bit of William Gibson. I did Neuromancer for the Hugo's podcast, and I did not oh, love it. Nice. I have to admit, oh, it's no. <laughs> it's a seri- I mean, it's a classic, and like everybody else likes it, except me. So
2: it's like cyberpunk noir. I mean, it is yeah. so mm-hmm. so cool that way. It is a book that I read. <laughs> uh. You not a fan of cyberpunk? Not a fan of noir? Or not a
0: fan I don't of know. Both um, put together.
1: I, well, I mean, like, I, I really enjoyed uh, the Diamond Age from Stevenson. It's also cyberpunk. Mm. I don't know. Something about Neuromancer just didn't work for me, and it's that's fine. You know, different different strokes. Yeah, you don't have to like your, but All the authors, you can be wrong yeah. again today. <laughs> so yeah, the story. What is the story, Colin or Janice, Whatever you you there. Tell me your name. J Bone. Yeah, J Bone. So the story.
0: Yes, the story. We have a Johnny, a Johnny, mm-hmm. who has an implant in his head that lets him store large amounts of data. Well, relatively speaking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that might actually have been large amounts of data for back then. In 95? Yeah. Well, in 81, Maybe. definitely. But it, does it actually say how much data? No. It has some amount of data in his, yes. in his head. Might yep. not be specified in the book.
0: Fair enough. So he can store data in his head regardless. And yes. being that stored in his head, uh, he acts as a courier for this first said data. Right. Uh, so typically it's secured or black market data, stuff like that you wouldn't want to send through normal channels. And anyway, he gets some data put in his head, he doesn't want in his head, and...
1: He goes to recall and his right. memory cap pops. Essentially. And says, my <laughs> name is not Craig.
0: So having having some data in there he doesn't want to have in there, and uh people are chasing him, trying to kill him. And then he meets a dolphin who kind of tries to help him out a bit. Cracks his head open. And, uh... That's about where the commonality ends, I think. Well, I think you forgot about Molly. There's no Molly in the movie.
1: No, there's not.
0: He is he is assisted by a... Unless you're talking about something else. He's assisted by a female <laughs> mercenary. Yes. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yep. I totally thought you were talking about ecstasy. That's no. Okay. no.
1: <laughs> is that the story? That's about it. Okay. Yeah.
2: So Well, there's the Yakuza.
1: Right, yeah, pursued by the Yakuza. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. This is pursued. And, people and want to kill him. Pursued by a dude with a... Awesome, sort of cutting wire
2: built into his fake thumb. Right. Yeah. In the in the book, it's an invisible monofilament, which a monofilament would be. Yes. In the movie, limited by its visual presentation and and no over no uh, no voiceover, it has to be like glowy and everything. So right.
1: right. How do you how do you know something can cut things unless it's glowing orange? Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's definitely. right. Yeah. Precisely. So that's that. Uh, so why don't we talk about the actual short story? Okay. Mm-hmm. From now, we, we all read it from Burning Chrome, right? Which uh, sounds like a cyber STD to me. <laughs> <laughs> Symptoms of cyber STDs <laughs> may include burning
2: Chrome. <laughs> if burning Chrome persists for more than two hours, Android STD. <laughs>
1: yes. The book. What do we think of the book? Now, there, there is a substantial variance from the story to the movie. The interesting thing about that is that the screenplay was written by William Gibson. Yes. So he, he chose to expand the story, right. which is fascinating. He chose to well. He didn't choose to cut out Molly Millions. She was. I think there was a there was a rights issue.
2: Right. I'm guessing that somebody had the rights to NeuroMancer and that they claimed Molly was part of that. And so even though she was in another story, right.
1: And this is where she's introduced in his writing. Mm -hmm. She just happens to be a major figure in Mm -hmm. NeuroMancer and that series, the Sprawl series. And she's awesome. She she was you know, even though I didn't love NeuroMancer, I really did like Molly. Yeah. So it's a fun story.
2: It's a fun story. Yeah. Um, gosh, I mean, what's what really sticks out about it? Uh, for me, it, it, the things that more stick out are the things that I know they are different from the movie, mm-hmm. like the, the invisible monofilament. Mm-hmm. If the author takes time to spell it out, it seems like it really should be in the movie itself. But it is in the movie. It's just all glowy.
1: Yeah, but uh, I I don't think that it should be invisible in the movie. It would be hard to make it invisible. It would invisible be hard to make movie. it invisible and know what was going on. We're, we're making it glowy, you know yeah, exactly what it is. It would be
2: difficult to convey indicated.
1: invisible in a visible medium. Yeah. No, you could have had him pull it out and you <laughs> could have had somebody say, careful. He has an invisible monofilament. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. But. Uh, <laughs> Th- that would, that'd be the way they do it in like Batman 66. <laughs> 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 Holy invisible monofilament. Right.
0: It's like when they try and like do telekinesis in movies. It's always terrible. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, maybe we should talk about what cyberpunk means, you know, with respect to this story. What does it mean with respect to this story? Well, it, it almost reads like a dark technological detective story. Yes. To me, it has that kind of pacing and, and word choice and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I met a dame down in Chibi City. She Wait. had she had uh, <laughs> implanted razors in her, all of her nails mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. uh, protective covers over her eyes. And because of that, they had to route her tear ducts down through her mouth and so she spits when she cries.
1: <laughs> That's so Molly Millard. That's Punk Molly noir. Noir. Yeah. That's Cyberpunk <laughs> Noir. Yeah. Yeah. So are you saying we should have had like a, a, a mailed in Harrison Ford voiceover like in the
2: original Blade Runner? <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: totally. <laughs> that would have been rad. <laughs> I and mean, someone, yeah, someone should sound like a
2: tired detective when they you know do the voiceover. Right, right.
1: No, I thought it was cool that she she rescued him and then then the way she uh, ended up disposing of the thumb assassin guy by going into the the low G. It was like a dance club or something, wasn't it? I don't think it was a
2: dance club. I think it was like a trampoline thing. It so. was like a trampoline you know, with all these cables right. that were wired to electronics pickups. Right. So as you ran and fell and moved across it, it made music. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was part of low tech. Oh, was that's it? cool. Right. Yeah. right. And that was something else that was different from the movie. Uh You know, the low techs were protecting Jones, the dolphin mm-hmm. in the story. Jones, the dolphin was kind of his own individual person, you know, and he worked for heroin. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause that's how they compelled his obedience in the Navy. Yeah. Just like right. with James.
0: They got him. <laughs> <laughs> they got hooked. He was just a junkie. <laughs> well, Emily is kind of a heroine. So <laughs> for putting up with him. <laughs> Spelled slightly differently. Nice. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else to say about the story. We could talk about it in the context of story to movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. If there's anything that's, you know, glaringly missing. Right. Well, um, I mean, did you like the story? Did you not like the story? Yeah, I enjoyed the story. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I think you're right. I don't love cyberpunk as a genre, but, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the story that's being told in it. Yeah. It's enjoyable. Yeah. You know, since I didn't love Neuromancer, this is kind of, it's. it's like a... It's a prequel, essentially, to Neuromancer. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Um, because Molly actually discusses him. She she brings up Johnny
2: in, during Neuromancer, right? She mentions. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, he <laughs> dies very badly. Um, he gets killed by a vat grown yakuza. Yeah. Oh crap. Yeah. A what grown yakuza? Vat grown.
1: Vat. Oh, vat grown. I think <laughs> it's bat grown. I'm like bat yakuza. Bat Yeah. I mean, they tried hydroponic yakuza for a while, but um, vat grown turned out better.
2: Well, the free range ones. Yeah, probably too gamey. Yeah, right. Stringy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have to cook them low and slow. Right, <laughs> and it takes too long. Yep.
1: <laughs> oh, um, can we just get to trashing on the movie? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. got my permission. Fair so, enough. So, All right. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> so, so the movie came out. None of us saw it in the theater. None of us rushed out to see it. You were no. you were out of college. You were working.
2: Yeah, left, um, left school in April of '95.
1: Yeah, I was in college at the time and didn't rush out to see it as, as we talked about before, but James said he saw the movie and didn't think much of it. I saw it and just thought it was dreck. Um
2: <laughs> What did you think? I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was enjoyable. Um, you know, you have to remember for 1995, the, the action was a little, little loosey goosey, but the CGI for the time was incredible. Okay. So I did want to talk about that because there's,
1: there's a lot of um, classic cyberpunk, you know, Brought to the screen, it's straight off kind of the, the page, because cyberspace was a thing that was, that was big in cyberpunk, right? Right. And so the, the visualizations that you get here are, you know, now to us, they're very, very dated. Oh, sure. Right. Uh, but I, I wanted to, to ask,
2: I don't remember... If I if I ever thought that the uh,
1: the CG was impressive, um,
2: it reminded me of Lawnmower Man. It's very reminiscent of Lawnmower yeah. Man. Yeah, you know it's it's taking more of a three D approach to CGI. I than, did see
1: that one in the theater. <laughs>
2: <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, and yeah, that was special.
0: <laughs> it reminded me of Hackers.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. The yeah. hacking sequences, but the, yeah. uh, Hackers yeah. was even earlier, wasn't it? Wasn't it like no, ni- same year ninety five?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. It didn't really do cyberspace, right? It
2: right, 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 yeah. Well, it had a nod to William Gibson in it. The large mainframes were called Gibsons. Oh, nice. You got to hack the yeah. Gibson, man. Yeah.
0: And the and the, the the usage of the gloves and all that stuff was the, the same and hackers were like, you know, to get past the code, they're like twisting doors and yeah, or you moving things around like a 3D puzzle, like a Rubik's cube.
1: <laughs> right. In hackers? I think so. I don't sure. remember that.
0: Maybe not. I don't know. I only saw that. It's been a long time too. since I've seen yeah. It's just reminiscent of this,
1: yeah. Well, and this, you know, the, the, him gearing up with the the GPL, the GPL stealth, stealth module, yeah, stealth module, <laughs> was very much <laughs> reminiscent of of stuff that I've seen in cyberpunk from right. Neuromancer. From there's one one of the kind of stories in Hyperion is is very cyberpunk, oh. and it has something pretty similar, where you know he's in the in the chair with the visor down and all that kind of stuff, and the
2: gloves, right? I thought the you know the human tactile interface for the, the internet was actually pretty cool yeah about how he tried you know he tried typing he would manipulate things move things around swap it open right how would you know what to
0: type on though huh how would you know what to type on
1: though it's it's all, all in the visor <laughs> right
2: it's the same with with vr i today. guess it's by the gloves you
0: think of like with a with a keyboard right you got the dots on the home home row to orient
2: yourself and then you type from there right right so how um, yeah okay Put your, put your <laughs> fingers in a home row Mm-hmm. If you stretch out, Ooh. you're going to the top. If you pull in, you're going to the bottom. That's what she said? <laughs> I mean, that, that whole time. I was wondering, as, as soon as Colin stops talking, here it comes.
1: I wrote down 80 gigs, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because that's the capacity of his brain, uh, which then he installs disc doubler. <laughs> that for Keanu reasons. It sounds about right. Do you, <laughs> do you remember Disteler? yeah, I used Disteler. Of course, I did. <laughs> yep. I, I mean, for 1995, 80 gigs was pretty impressive.
2: It's right. a lot of data. In yeah, 95. it's a lot of data. I mean,
1: but yeah, it's it's not like an order of magnitude, though. That's the thing, because even in hmm. in 95, we were still talking about gigabytes, and so to only do 80 for his brain right. was probably a mistake. So you're
0: saying he should have had terabytes
2: yeah. or petabytes by then? Yeah. Well, think about it lines. though. If you had a one gigabyte drive, that means having eighty drives, which is a yeah. sizable volume. Mm-hmm. And now it's just you know a fraction yeah, but of this his is brain. The yeah,
0: thirty years and no twenty years. In well, the future? yeah,
2: 50? set your VCRs right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> set your VCRs.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't understand the point of that. Why? Why? What's the use of? The, why say VCR? They had DVDs by then. What yeah. the heck?
1: Well, you could you could record with At a VCR a complex molecular model, and then you feed that into a computer.
2: Right. Yeah. Um, we should point out that this actually happens next year. Yes. This happens in 2021. Yep. I will say about
1: the the monofilament, which I thought was implemented in a pretty cool way. Yeah. And there's there's one spectacular death from it. That's a nice practical effect when he when he cuts the German guy in half. Oh, Ralphie. Yeah,
2: Ralphie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, that was uh, awesome. The, the, slid off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that was kind of cool. I like um, it when Keanu takes it and wraps around his head.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was cool too. Yeah. The action direction is spectacularly bad. I mean, it's <laughs> like like sci-fi original
2: kind of I mean, it's very clearly pre-Matrix. So, we should talk about the estimated budget. Okay. Do you remember the from that from Wikipedia? Did you read that part? I thought it was fifty million. They wanted one and a half million. Uh huh. No one would touch it at oh. one and a half million, so they had to increase the budget. And it turns out this really isn't the version of the movie that they wanted released. There's a Japanese version, yes, which is uh, much more artistic. It's cut much better. Mm-hmm. I would I would love to see a copy of that just to compare the two and see what they're like.
1: Yeah, and there's evidently uh, Takahashi, who's one of the, one of the main corporate stooges. He's the pharmacon this. guy. Yeah, he he has a substantially expanded role in that because there were scenes that were cut Mm. uh, about him and and he's a big name actor actor in japan yeah so that'd be cool
2: yeah
0: Or see the manga version of this that'd be awesome (laughs) manga man it's manga Manga. whatever
2: manga Manga. manganese manja manja magnesium
1: (laughs) version of this (laughs) yeah so in the story the the way that you encrypted the data was to put a password in and then johnny went into a trance Oh, here mm-hmm. it is oh, oh <laughs> we We have the movie up, up on mute in the background and and uh Ralphie just died very badly.
2: yes, <laughs>
1: um
0: or gloriously, depending on your perspective yes,
1: yeah, yeah. but um, it was just a password right that you had to remember in order to Get retrieve your, your data.
2: Well, it had to be inputted into Johnny, Johnny has no right. conscious ability to recall the data mm-hmm. and right uh. I don't remember if this is in the story or not, but he actually put in too much data and it's, he's going through neural leakage, which will kill him inside of 24 hours as soon as he hits New York. I don't remember if that's in the story. I don't think I read so. it a few weeks ago now.
1: Bummer. I should – one of us should have reread it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I think the urgency in the story comes from the fact that the data he's carrying is stolen. Yeah, right, the, and- the
1: urgency in
0: the story comes from the, this black market data. Right. And – It was stolen from the people that are chasing him and trying to kill him and get the data back. Right. Right. Well, and
1: then the way they go about, uh, you know, kind of resolving the story is at the end, they're able to retrieve with the squid, right? The Mm -hmm. superconducting quantum interface device. Yes. Right. They're able to retrieve all of the data that he's ever stored and then basically blackmail everybody (laughs) with it. You know, it's an honest living. I don't know. It's a dishonest living in the
2: sprawl. Well, he's a- honestly living. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's that's different in the
1: story than in the movie. Yes. Right.
2: Although it's pretty obvious Johnny likes a has a pretty high standard of life. You know, we open up into him <laughs> on satin sheets in a hotel room in the movie. In the movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, with female companionship, ten thousand $10, dollars an hour. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> oh, it Three thousand dollars? Now I yeah. think it was. Yeah. <laughs> There's one point where Johnny he's been, he's been chased through the whole movie. He's dying. He has to make a decision between trying to save his life and uh, in the movie they they give him a higher higher purpose, higher calling. Perhaps it right. turns out what he's carrying is the cure for a, a a deadly disease, which infects half the people in the world. Right and Almost everyone wants it out of his head, whether he's alive or not. He'd like to come out of this, you know, intact in most ways. Right. Um but he at this one point they drop a they drop a VW bug <laughs> on his car and it explodes, mm-hmm. and he he loses it. He crawls up on top of a big pile of refuse and, and gravel and concrete mm-hmm. and starts to channel Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yes, <very much. laughs> yeah, maybe I'll drop. I that. want room <laughs> service. I want the club sandwich. I want. The Mexican beer. <laughs> yeah, I want my cl- I want my shirts laundered like they do in the Imperial Hotel in Beijing. <laughs> oh,
1: that's in Tokyo, man. I've been there. Yeah, that that was a good scene. i would probably lead into the podcast without audio. So, I hope you enjoyed it and Colin's <laughs> right. version of it. Mine's not as good as Keanu's
2: <laughs> or Nicholas's.
1: <laughs> well, he he went all all Nicholas Cage earlier too, where he was like, uh, "What do you say?"
2: Well, what do you think about? When you're alone.
1: I think I want to
0: get out of this rat hole. I want to get online. I need a
1: computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the, so for me, there are a couple enjoyable things about this. Like I said, a couple of the practical effects. Um, I, I like the fact that he was given a little more of an arc. He doesn't end the movie, you know, ripping people off. Right. He, he kind of becomes altruistic. Where he's like, well, maybe I should let myself die if it's going to cure everybody. Yeah. Sure. That's about it, though. Uh, well, I thought there was one other thing that I that – I, I like the razor thing. Yeah. The razor
2: whip. Uh, Dina Meyer as the you know, female mercenary does a great job. Um,
1: does she? Does she, though?
2: <laughs> I think she does. She okay. kicks butt. I I think part of the problem is – that they don't have a lot to work with in the script, yes. Mm-hmm. And I know it's been cut all to pieces, and so it may not flow very well. Mm-hmm. And the choreography and the fighting True. isn't great, but it's not horrible. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I guess it's not terrible. The, I feel like the
1: directing of it is not great. Uh, the, the the stunts mm-hmm. are all done fine, but you know, there's one point where Kano kind of hooks a guy's arm and then punches him, and I'm like, ah, if that was from a different angle, it would have been more effective, but. I don't know. What do I know?
0: Maybe it's because we're watching the full screen version. That could be. Yeah, we got the, we got the version from the library. That's
1: pan and scan. <laughs> so, and yeah, they managed to see. We're watching it right now, and she's kind of wiping away the makeup uh, because when she was in that club, she really they, they scuzzed her up pretty badly. He's um, talking about Dina Meyer yeah, right Dina, now. Dina Meyer, yeah, because she's a very pretty lady. And then yeah, once she lets her hair down, yes, then, if and she wipes she'd off smile her more.
2: Night. She'd be pretty. <laughs> Hey, anybody carrying a pink grenade? You gotta like that. <laughs> pink grenades go boom even better. Yes. What about the dolphin, Jones? The dolphin Darwin. Yeah, um, he was not hooked on heroin for here. He's a little more no, altruistic. Right. He's got a, a microwave beamer he can use to roast uh, He-Man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and he can uh, use
1: what was it? Directed sound or
0: right. Directed sound to directed hack submarines. software on submarines
1: yeah. <laughs> through the submarine walls. <laughs> yeah, because that makes a whole lot of sense.
0: Submarines don't have walls;
2: they have holes. Gosh,
1: jeez,
0: it's a wall? No, it's a hole.
2: Did you <laughs> did you have a room inside the submarine? No, I did not. <laughs> you were bunk. you
0: in rooms inside the submarine? No, not really. We we're in compartments.
2: Oh, okay. Compartments have holes. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, part of Johnny's arc that I, that we're starting to watch right now is that he actually has to give up a large chunk of his memory, his self, in yeah. order to have this installed. And that's, that's how all this begins. He thinks he's done the last job. And it turns out that his handler that helps him with manipulating all the data and getting his jobs has lied to him about the cost. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. to get it out costs this much. But if you want a full restoration, you need to do another job. And I got just the job for you. Right. Right. So you hook him. Yeah. So, yeah. so he has no memory of his childhood. Right. So his name is Johnny, and he doesn't remember anything else. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, there's some stuff in here
1: that's sort of reminiscent of Blade Runner, right? With where, where there the replicants had false memories of childhood. Some of them did. Yeah. Um, where he doesn't have his memories. And so it's, it's like it turns him into a robot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That early personality forming. Oh, here it comes.
2: Well, what do you think about when you're alone?
1: I think
0: I want to get out of this rat hole. I want to get online. I need
2: a computer. <laughs> that we should have just done a commentary track <laughs> with this thing, <laughs> a reaction video. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, here comes the list of equipment that he uses to get in there. Yes. So, like, like when we were young, you had to piece your computer together. You really couldn't buy them off the shelf. Oh, you could, as long as you just wanted a you know Commodore PC or yeah, a Commodore. but they were
0: yeah, crap. Commodore PC or yeah. pieces of crap.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, and and I feel like in the like in the early '90s, that's where computer stores would start popping up, and you could just buy a motherboard, and you could buy right processor, and buy your
2: memory, and yep. you, know, and you could album. pick your DIMMs and the the size and the rate they would transfer data, and yep, yep you get yourself a PCI video card <laughs> instead of an ISO
1: one.
0: <laughs> yeah, data. Gloves. See, in here I data thought you'd gloves. like this movie better because it expanded on the original story and. Well, okay. Change means adaptation. In, oh, terms, wait, no, in terms of the uh,
1: <laughs> the actual story beats, mm-hmm. I don't have that much problem with it.
2: What about the preacher? Oh
0: god.
2: <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren priest gotcha. <laughs> um no that yeah. Whew. Yeah. So Dolph Lundgren in the movie plays a hired assassin who is a he's a Christian fanatic assassin. Right. A fanatic right. Christian assassin? Mm-hmm. An assassin of Christian fanatics. <laughs> he's he's something. He's something. Yeah, he's, something. Yeah, he's he, definitely they, something. Yeah, they say he doesn't have an original bone in his body. He He's he's totally in love with tech, and so he's had everything replaced inside of himself. Right. Doesn't have an original bone in his body. And top-notch job, Alternate too, title really. of this
1: movie. <laughs> yeah, so I guess, like, in terms of, if you break down what the actual story is, I don't have that much problem with it. But mm-hmm. the problem that I have is... The execution. <laughs> definitely the execution. I mean, I, I definitely got bored here. I right. Mean, there was some point where... It felt like there were 10, 15 minutes left in the movie, and it was more like 40 minutes. Yes. <laughs> so that's that's an issue. I feel like the acting is pretty universally bad. Not, I mean, of course, I'm a defender of Keanu. I like Keanu. But here he's going full canoe. Um, <laughs> which I, I heard the CinemaSins guys talk about that. When when it's a bad Keanu performance, it's canoe. Can <laughs> when it's a good one, it's Keanu. Uh, I
0: definitely like John Wick better. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah. But even, I mean, like, Speed was... Was it the same year? I th- no, it would have been a couple year of years before. earlier. Yeah, 94. It was
2: 94. And uh, it's a much better performance in Speed. So. say so. So then what <laughs> – It is. If he can act so much better than that, do you put this down to bad direction or bad script or bad yeah. ensemble or – Where does that come
1: from? I don't know. There's any number of ways it could go wrong. I mean, certainly you you hear of directors being good with actors – and getting good performances out of actors. And, True. you know, we looked mm-hmm. up this director, I can't remember his name, uh, but, you know, basically all his other credits are music videos. And that, that's definitely a different dramatic I sensibility know. in a music video. And some of this stuff is just so overwrought and, you know, so over-delivered and Nicolas Caged <laughs> that, that, yeah, I don't love it.
2: <laughs> Come on, Richie. You're screwing me, man. Yeah, some of that's a little noir style, though. Some of yeah. it, but not all of it. Maybe. Or actually, maybe there's too much of it. In short, I'm not sure how to fix it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so
1: I'm willing to just gripe about this one.
2: Um it,
1: There's definitely an anti technology message here. Right? The the neural whatever it is syndrome. NAS. Yeah. NAS, yes. network tax stores. Black shakes. <laughs> is uh you know, it's Facebook that's causing it. of course there isn't Facebook, you know. You right. just go on your VCR and on yeah. the on the cyberspace. Yeah. On
2: your board. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out of ideas.
0: Or we can just watch the movie again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I don't think so. I think they got the 3D visor, the VR visor done pretty well. That's almost what they look like. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: is that uh, life imitating art or art imitating life? Uh, I mean, how many how many ways are there to make a VR a headset, right. right? Yeah. True. Yeah. If it looks a little bit like ski goggles. Right. You know, that makes sense. Yep. You There's the virus right, wiping the, the screen.
0: That's how they kind of always look in all the. Uh, yeah. Futuristic, futuristic sci-fi movies.
2: Yeah, you got to strap it on. Yeah. I thought Anna's it, character got a little shortchanged in there. A little bit. They,
1: they, She doesn't really turn into a damsel. I, I mean, she does at that point when they're dry humping in the mall.
2: Um, that was a weird scene. Weirdly directed <laughs> where she starts twitching. No, no, no. Not Jane. Anna. Anna. Who's Anna? Anna is the head of Pharmacom who oh, okay. died, but her neural recording was imprinted in Switzerland because they have an AI person law. Right. And so she still advises the board electronically, mm. but she's also trying to get the cure for NAS out of Pharmacom. Yeah. And she uh, shows up com- all the way through there, helping Johnny in various ways, right. just like the low-tech people do. Right, And trying to convince the other guy to not kill everybody.
1: Right, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that's, that's very William Gibson, right? The, the whole idea of there being AI personalities with absolute personalities mm-hmm. and, you know, being people.
0: At what point did he become people?
1: You should yeah. read
2: Neuromancer. What's a people? <laughs> yeah. Precisely.
1: Well, it's like in Star Wars with all the
0: droidism. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's just a droid. Exactly. Should I wipe it? No, I'm kind of partial to this one. <laughs> uh okay, one,
1: one bright spot that I will I will conclude my thoughts with. It Wasn't um, Dolph Lundgren? He's a total bright spot. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, he is going for it. He is, he is all in in the movie. But, uh, Keanu has somehow loaded 320 gigabytes into 160 gigabytes of storage. No idea how that could work. Yeah. Um, I mean, you get a buffer
2: overrun and, uh. Yep. Neural leakage happens. Yeah. <laughs> Does it though? You thought anal leakage was bad. Just wait till you get neural leakage. <laughs> I feel like this. Happened I, I, I again, feel like yeah. I can't title an episode. You <laughs> thought anal leakage. Was eight. <laughs> I, can't,
1: I can't do it. You uh, just call it neural leakage. <laughs> anyhow, because he's got the neural leakage going, he's he's deteriorating throughout the film. And they seepage, do, seepage, seepage. Yes, yes.
0: But, and the uh, phones from tenth victim. Yep, <laughs> they
1: did. They did. Make him look worse as the movie went on. You know, his eyes got yeah. kind of baggier
2: and he yeah, he looked more ill. More gaunt. His cheekbones seem to stand out more, his eyes seem more sunken. Yeah. Which for Keanu Reeves is <laughs> He's a very slender guy yeah, to start with. Cool. Yeah. And he's definitely got ring around the collar in the scene we're watching. <laughs> yes. There's a cool reveal for this guy that you're talking to on the phone right now. Turns out he's just a hand puppet mm-hmm. for Takahashi. Right. But yeah, you know, the whole abandoned mall and walking through you know, car junkyards in the middle of the night. It's very noir. Yeah. Very, very techno, very cyberpunk. I don't uh, know. Yeah.
1: I, I feel like like almost all <laughs> the scenes needed like two or three more rehearsals, but they were probably pinching the pennies because they didn't want. I, I'd i really like to see the one and a half million dollar version of this. Yeah. Instead, they spent 26-ish yeah. and barely made it back in the US. and made
2: like 19 or something. Yeah. It 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 made 50 overseas. Or total. That's not yeah, what I mean said on, on IMDb. Yeah, over, yeah, on the world, around the world, it doubled its budget, but it lost several million dollars uh, domestically. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it
1: was more popular in Japan, from what I understand.
2: Well, that makes sense. <laughs> because
1: the Japanese are the bad guys. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not sure uh, that is what they necessarily want to see. Well, I mean, what do you think of the movie? You seem to have a good time watching it. But <laughs> but you were a couple beers deep. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, that might have been the, pr- the reason I didn't like it the first time. I wasn't a few beers deep. <laughs> okay.
1: I was only 15. <laughs>
2: oh, well,
0: only one then? Yeah.
1: Okay. I don't know. I actually thought it was rather entertaining now. I mean, it's not a rollerball remake, right? Right. Where, where like there is no enjoyment you can get out of that movie, even, yeah.
2: even making fun of it. Where this one, right. you can laugh at some stuff.
0: Yeah. At least it's so absurd it is entertaining.
2: Uh, the director has a quote from Wikipedia. Uh the movie started out as an r d one and a half million dollar movie, and it became a thirty million dollar movie because we couldn't get a million and a half
1: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> i don't it, it makes it yeah it makes it seem like there was a smaller script
1: and they added some crap onto it, and that's mm-hmm. the stuff that seems half baked.
2: And Mr. Gibson has a quote saying, basically what happened was it was taken away and recut by the American distributor in the last month of its pre-release life. And it went from being a very funny, very alternative piece of work to being something that had been very unsuccessfully chopped and cut into something more mainstream. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Oh, well, if you want to look for the Japanese cut of it uh, and report back, (laughs) you can do that research because
2: I don't want to ever watch this movie again. (laughs) (laughs) So you can – you can mail Seth a copy at <laughs>
1: Right. <laughs> uh, final thoughts from you, Colin? Did you still enjoy it? I still enjoyed it, yeah.
2: Okay. It's dated. It is. You know, it, yeah. it doesn't hold up to what we, what we do with movies today. There's just, yeah, there's, you're right. There's something about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> final thoughts. <laughs> I, I think this is one of the worst movies we've covered. And we've covered some bad ones. Oh my goodness. So.
2: Still there. not as bad as Rollerball. What does Rotten Tomatoes say about it? <laughs> Oh, I it think like it's like seventeen percent or something. Yeah. Wow! So that's that's that seems very harsh. Seems about right to me. Uh. <laughs> fourteen, yeah, fourteen percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe I just have fond memories of it because it was early geeky, geeky yeah. nerd- nerddom. That could be. I mean, and movies definitely hit you in a different place at different points in your life.
1: True.
0: Though so I, I never. Have, liked this I have one. a question for you. Yeah. So what else is in this Burning Chrome uh,
1: collection? A lot of other stories from William Gibson. Have you have you read any, any of the I films? haven't read any of the others. Oh, okay. I did buy the book. Because
0: I'm trying to think of a, a, a way to possibly recommend either of these, and I don't know that, it, that we can. So the, the movie you got, you know, it's meh. Yeah. And the book, I mean, the story wasn't bad, but I don't know that I would go out of my way to find a copy of it unless I'm going to get the collection and read the best of it, maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe. Because, I mean, the story only took 20 minutes or something. Right. Know. And I don't think all the stories are set in the sprawl universe, right? I don't
2: think so. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you that another uh, story from the book was adapted. I just found out about this this week because oh, really? uh, William Gibson has released a new book. Hmm. Uh, he was here in Portland at Powell's uh, oh, wow. two weeks ago. Hmm. So, you know, we missed a, a chance to meet a really cool author, which is a bummer. The story is, Frag- yeah, I think it's Fragments of a Hologram Rose. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. It's New Rose Hotel. New oh. Rose Hotel. That's what it is.
1: Okay. Well, you know. You added it to the list, right?
2: It is on the list. Yeah. We're up to 314
1: <laughs> adapted pieces. Nice. Yeah. So there's plenty of other stuff to choose from. Yes. <laughs> my experience with William Gibson has not been wholly positive. Right. But, uh, you know, lots of people like Neuromancer and the, the Sprawl series. And so don't take my word for it.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah.
1: So if you like that, check this story out
0: and maybe watch the movie at your own
2: risk. Yes. Well, it's a it's a trip back to 1995. Mm-hmm. You know, look at it yeah. with some nostalgia, yeah, and and wonder about what could have been. Ah, <laughs> uh, Paris in the spring, troopers. Neuromancer in '95. <laughs> yes. Uh, are we done? Oh, rank them. We got to rank them. May I have to go with story movie, Colin? I, I'm going to go movie book. Wow. Whoa. So, uh, <laughs> I I like what was added to this. I like <laughs> the <laughs> character arcs. Uh, I, I can forgive the differences.
0: What? Mm. Yeah. That's this because you've had a that's because I gave you some alcohol isn't it?
2: No.
1: <laughs> this is weird. I think it might be. I think it might be. <laughs> uh, no, I'm gonna have to go story movie. I mean this is so it took a couple years for you to pick movie and me to pick story <laughs> after Frankenstein. And that was that was in one of the recent ones that we did and I can't remember which one. And now it happened again. <laughs> yeah. So maybe hey, I'm just sentimental. That could be. Yeah, um, and you have every right to be. So, yeah, we're not going to talk about what we're doing next because we're recording these early to cover James' sabbatical, and we'll do what we want to do. Dang right? It. Yes, but I will I do say what I won't. Uh, I will say I have been looking at the download numbers, and they're substantially down uh, since the snafu with the RSS feed. So, if you are hearing this, retweet the episode on Twitter or share it on Facebook or tell your friends because I I think we've lost some subscribers through that. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'd like to get them back. Uh, maybe this episode isn't the one to get them back. <laughs> Retreat one of our better ones. Retreat, uh, the predestination one, or you know, stuff when we still cared. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, you gotta give us a blessing. Give us a blessing. All right. Well. Yep. Um, <laughs> okay. So un- <laughs> until next time, uh, we'll leave you with the uh, Johnny Mnemonic. Pavement (laughs) Pounder's blessing. (laughs) May the road rise up to meet you. And I don't know about you guys, but I want room service. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Bye, everybody. Ciao. I'm Seth. I'm J-Bone. And I'm Colin. I guess I'm just Seth. Right. You're just Seth. Yes. And this time we are covering some William Gibson. Low-tech Seth. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Whereas Colin is uh, (laughs) pharma. What was it? I'm pharma Colin. pharma (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like it. And uh, James has had a couple of beers, and Colin and I have had like a half of one. Right. So, um, I kind of
0: feel like we should redo the intro now. You should be low-tech Seth, J-Bone, and Farmer Colin. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> no explanation necessary. <laughs> All right.
1: Here we go. I'm just going to start it, discussing adaptive science fiction. All right. What am I? <laughs> Low tech, tech, low tech Seth, Seth Okay, <laughs> you could just be low Seth. No, Seth Tech. Like
2: Seth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Accidentally, uh, scratched a scab off my arm.
2: Oh, do you need a bandaid?
1: No, I got I'm, I've got pressure on it. Okay, do you want a clamp? I can put a lot of pressure on it. <laughs> okay. uh, no, mm-hmm. no, I've got a clean <laughs> next Oh,
2: okay. Oh, I've got some tissues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the director was Christian Longo, mm-hmm. I think, and he has this quote: uh, "It started out as an arty, what?" Pretty sure that's the guy who killed his whole family in Washington. Yes. Really? Robert Longo.
1: It was directed by Robert Longo. Oh, no, it was Oregon. Yeah, sorry, what were you saying? Oh, so the quote from Robert Longo. Well, you, I'll put that in the blueberry reel, so start over. hmm. <laughs>